there. Welcome back. I'm Karen Hall, your host of the Hero Within podcast. I'm passionate about sharing inspiring true stories of unsung heroes who've overcome some of life's most challenging adversities. Come along with me and learn how you too can find hope and healing to return to love. Unfortunately, my guest got sick suddenly and was unable to meet and be interviewed for part two of Trusting in the Loving Kindness of God, but we'll hear from her another time. As we reflect on trusting the Lord, it all might sound pretty good. However, we may hear ourselves say, yeah, but, and we may protest that although these things sound lovely, how can we trust the Lord when our life feels like it's falling apart? I mean, if He isn't there for me the way I want Him to be, and He isn't helping me the way I need Him to, how can I trust Him completely? I was recently researching the word love in the scriptures. Love is often translated from the Hebrew word hesed. In our daily conversation, we use the word love a lot, and in many different ways. We might say, we're falling in love, or we love it when the sun shines, or we love chocolate, or don't you just love it? When we think about the emotion of love, we can love a child, we can love our parents, we can love our spouse, and we often talk about different kinds of love like agape and eros, but it's very different to love your husband versus loving chocolate. Has said is actually a difficult word to translate into English because there are a range of meanings, just like there's so many different ways that we can use the word love. God's character and posture towards us is one of hesed. Theologian John Oswalt further explains that hesed is a completely undeserved kindness and generosity, or we could sum it up as the love and mercy of God towards humanity. Isn't that beautiful? A completely undeserved kindness and generosity? Oh, I just love it. In Hebrews 54.10, we read a verse that uses the Hebrew word hesed. For though the mountains should depart and the hills be shaken or removed, yet my loving kindness, or hesed, shall not depart from you, nor shall my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, who has mercy upon you. Hesed is not just a feeling, but an action. According to author Lois Dverberg, it intervenes on behalf of loved ones and comes to their rescue. Isn't that awesome? Hesed is not romantic love, nor infatuation. It is a faithful, reliable love. Hesed is when a wife continually prays for years for her husband to know God. Hesed is a father unconditionally loving and welcoming home his addicted child. Hesed is a mother lovingly sacrificing and caring for her autistic child. It is a husband lovingly forgiving his wife who cheats on him. Hesed is faithful. It is loyal. It is love put into action. And most importantly, Hesed is the unfailing love that God has for you. Hesed describes the character of God. And I thought this was really interesting because we talked last week about how important it is to have a correct understanding of the character of God in order to have faith in Him. Hesed teaches us about the correct character of God, and this is what enables us to completely trust God. Bible scholar Daryl L. Bach says, Hesed wraps up all the positive attributes of love, covenant faithfulness, mercy, grace, kindness, loyalty, acts of devotion, and loving-kindness that go beyond the requirements of duty. Here's some scriptures that talk about the loving-kindness of God. And note that loving-kindness is one word made up of two words, 
and it is more than the sum of its parts. It is always outward towards others, not inward or self-seeking. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit of destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your cravings with good things. Psalm 103, 1-5 Shall thy loving kindness be declared in the grave, or thy faithfulness in destruction? Psalms 88, 11. Let not the flood water overflow me, nor let the deep swallow me up, and let not the pit shut its mouth on me. Hear me, O Lord, for your loving kindness is good. Turn to me according to the multitude of your tender mercies. Psalm 69, 15-16. Hesed is not just a feeling, but always includes practical action to show love. It can be hard for us to understand Hesed, because so often in our relationships, we don't experience Hesed, not as a child, nor in adult relationships. This makes it difficult to believe God has Hesed toward us. But we can read about examples of Hesed in the scriptures. And we may have seen examples of Hesed in a Hallmark movie, or in an inspirational true story, or maybe even in someone we know, which helps us know that Hesed is very real. The Hesed of God is used more than 250 times in the Bible to describe God's character and who He is. God wants us to understand who He really is, and Christ shows us what our Heavenly Father's character is like. Jesus displayed the ultimate act of completely undeserved kindness, generosity, mercy, and love for all of us when He suffered and paid the price for our sins in Gethsemane. Christ is always reaching out towards us, even when we turn away. He is patiently waiting for us to turn back to Him. Christ doesn't turn inward, even in agony on the cross. Think of Christ reaching with His arms outstretched to God. This is the posture of Jesus in which he doesn't pull inward, but instead he is open and vulnerable, and he surrenders to the will of God. Jesus set the perfect example of submitting to God's will and completely trusting God with all his heart when he said in John 5.30, I can of my own self do nothing. I seek not my own will, but the will of the Father which has sent me. When we trust the Lord with all our heart and when we are emotionally vulnerable with the Lord, this leads to intimacy with God, just as it does with others. Brene Brown often talks about how vulnerability is the key to connection with others. She said, The outcome of vulnerability is trust, intimacy, and connection. By understanding Hesed, we know that God wants connection with us. He is not a distant, austere, cold, impersonal father. Jesus called our Heavenly Father Abba, which means Papa. It's a more endearing term than Dad, and even more endearing than Father. When I think of the word Papa, I think of my grandchildren who call my husband, their grandpa, Papa. And my husband loves it that they can say Papa as one of their first words long before they can say Grandma. (laughs) The name that I called my dad was Poppy, which is a form of Papa. And to me, Poppy was much more affectionate than dad or father. And so for Jesus to call our Heavenly Father Abba or Papa is just so tender. Our Father in Heaven wants a warm attachment to us. During times when you've been in that place where your faith is being tested, who do you reach out to? 
We usually only share deep fears with someone we really trust, who we have evidence that they love us dearly. You may wonder, can I trust the Lord that He'll help me and make a path for me through this hard thing to the promised land? Although we are pleading with God to help us find the way through our troubles, we actually don't have to find the way. The way is not a path through the hard things. The way is a person. The way is Jesus. Jesus said to us, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. John fourteen sixteen. The Lord is always extending His arms outward towards us, calling to us, calling us home. All we need to do is turn to Him. We talked last week about trusting Him and leaning not unto our own understanding. We are to lean on Him. As we lean on the Lord, we become closer to Him. When you think about it, we have to be pretty close to someone to be able to lean on them. If we try to lean on someone that is apart from us, we'll probably fall, and we might even hurt ourselves. We can trust that the obstacles that are in our way are actually making a way closer to the way. I remember a time when we were named in a lawsuit. We stood to lose our home and everything. My husband and I had previously taken out loans to buy his parents' bankrupt business during a downturn in the economy. My husband worked several jobs to not only support our young family, but also his aging parents while I was home raising our four children. We prayed and prayed about this lawsuit, knowing that the stakes were very high. I knew that the Lord would hear our prayers. When we went to court, I remember our disappointment as the judge read the verdict and we lost the case but we kept praying and we kept trusting the Lord. We appealed the case and we prayed fervently for divine help. Miraculously, we were led to an attorney who felt our cause was just and he was willing to work pro bono, but unfortunately, we lost the appeal. There are so many details and many miracles that I could share about this case, but eventually, my husband was inspired to find a solution. We had no personal loss and we didn't lose our home. We knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that the Lord had heard our prayers, and although He hadn't answered our prayers the way we had hoped, He mercifully performed an even greater miracle for us and protected us. The most important thing was that we were between a rock and a hard place, and we trusted the Lord. He rescued us. We felt so, so grateful. For me, feeling close to the Lord is one of the greatest blessings that I've received when I've gone through trials. Of course, sometimes I forget and fears overtake me. But when the Lord helps me remember that one of the purposes of my trials is to teach me lessons while bringing me closer to Him, I feel Him strengthen me in my ability to endure. And when I feel a greater connection to the Lord, I am enabled to look for miracles and for reasons to celebrate during my trials. James declared, My brethren, count it all joy and nothing but joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. James is speaking about an extended state of well-being rather than an immediate feeling of happiness or pleasure. Anne Voskamp says that the Lord's plan is not to help me arrive closer to what I want as much as it is about bringing me closer to the Lord. She states that His presence is what heals our pain. Our bonding with Him heals our trauma. Our goal is to come to deeper intimacy with Him. He asks us to experiment upon His Word. 
Tell him that you are claiming his promises for you in your life and that you are using your agency and acting in faith to trust him. Keep praying. Keep trusting. Don't give up. Good things are coming. He has promised that he is loving kindness and he has has said for you. He loves you and wants to shower you with blessings. You can trust him because of his character and who he is and because of how much he loves you. He has shown you how much he loves you by sending the Savior. Turn to him in your thoughts and actions and he will meet you right where you are. He's done this for me and I know he'll do it for you. Until next time. Thanks for listening. I know you're busy. Did you know that you help spread the love by leaving a review and following? This helps increase our visibility so people can find us online. I really appreciate your help. I'm wishing you lots of love in your own hero's journey.